Oh, yeah, of course, right? You are now about to witness the awesome a crushing uh, might of the Eugene Robinson Show Stop Welcome, my friends, to a show that seemingly never ends, version number a two, a one, a five of the Eugene S. Robinson Showstopper. I am your host, Eugene S. Robinson. we got a lot to talk about, and they're all on opposite ends of the spectrum. Can we make them meet in the middle? Who knows? Who knows? Not me. It's Araga, baby. Araga. Nah, ma, ma. Oh, wait, wait a second. Yeah, there you go. So first up, Bob Riley will sing us in as he has every week. Just 2007. The song is called Intro All of Nothing. The band is called Stigmata. The record is called Calling of the Just only music you will hear on this show, which is strange considering I'm an Oxbow. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they shoot you to death in a nightclub, hit your car with a hammer, and run your mayor pro tem out of town. Listen well. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back in full always nothing. Well, my friends, well, 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 well. Usually the first show of the month, I'm a happy guy. Is this the first show? A week ago was May 1st. May 1st doesn't count because all the accounting wasn't in. The counting is in now. Holding steady, holding steady as usual. Uh, uh, Y'all who are listening, you're diehards. Not a penny more, not a penny less. You could clock it. But uh, you know what I found? Somebody was saying I was listening to a much bigger show. Let's just call it out for what it is, Brendan Schaub's show. And they were mentioning you. And this has happened to me over the years. People are like, ah, I heard so-and-so. And so so I've decided that I'm the Johnny Hartman of MMA. Uh, Johnny Hartman, maybe not familiar to use on Mother's Day. Johnny Hartman was a great singer. He was the singer singer. Johnny Hartman was the cat who Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Tony Bennett, when they got off of work, they were like, hey, shit, Johnny Hartman's got a set. Let's go. Let's go see him at the Copa, wherever. They'd line up. They'd sit. They would wait to see Johnny Hartman. 
but you don't know Johnny Hartman. Why? He wasn't asking for a handout or a hand, and guess what? He got neither. Those guys are perfectly willing to come see him off the cuff, but have him open for them? Wait, what, are you crazy? <laughs> Luke Thomas, hey, maybe Luke, you could have me on your show sometimes. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. As long as you guys spell my name right, keep making mention of me on other shows, the real ones know what the real deal is. So thank you for every nickel you gave. I appreciate it. Pinko, P-I-N-K-O 95014. Pinko 95014 at what? At yahoo.com for the PayPals. Uh, Eugene-Robinson-28 for what? I think that's Venmo. Uh, Planet Oxbow, I think, is uh, Cash App. And if you want to do it, the uh, uh, Patreon.com. So you don't have to think about it again. Patreon.com slash the stomper. The stomper for the show stomper. So let's uh there, my my brain has been aflame with a couple of things. And I did something yesterday. A um, you know, I knew that I was gonna have to be over and done, you know, you know, Mother's Day shindigs today. So I don't want this to occupy a, a lot of time and space in the day, but I, I was going to get up and do it much earlier. If you pay attention to the Substack, I, the Substack went out very early. Jiu-Jitsu got out of the way, went and fed uh, my, you know, fed some cats, helped um, friends at house sitting and, uh, and then went uh, and then did some Mother's Day stuff and have more planned re- later on. Called my mom naturally, wished every mom that I know and care about. Happy Mother's Day. And then I show up here. But all throughout it all, my brain is aflame. It's like that character, that Joe Pesci character in the JFK movie, a, uh, JFK, with the free-floating head headpiece going all around his head. And he goes, it's a mystery. It's a mystery hidden inside a riddle. It's a mystery hidden inside a riddle wrapped up inside of enigma. Okay, can't you see what I'm saying? Can't you see what I'm saying? You know, and I start to think, somebody was like, Ah, no, it was a good night last night because the company didn't get what it want, what it wanted. The company didn't get what it wanted. How do you know? How do you know? First of all, this little act, you you have to answer for Sonny, Carlo. This little act with my sister is not going to fool a Corleone. Okay? The scale, the scale. Besides, Arizona Athletic Commission violated its own regulations. Half a pound? Of course, if I'm looking at half a pound, I, Eugene S. Robinson, am looking for half a pound. I cut my hair. I know guys who wrestle, with, walk around with pebbles in their mouths to encourage your body to release saliva and would spit. I'm losing that half a pound or giving the appearance of trying. If I have that half a pound, I have a case of them violating their bylaws, but whatever. The guy said the champion has a name, and that name is Charles Oliveira. That's the name? That is the name. Charles Oliveira is the name. However, the game is that next fight, he doesn't get championship pay-per-view points. Why? He doesn't get championship because he's no longer the champion. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. He doesn't get shit. 
And he lost 30% off the top for this. I like RoboCop. They'll fix it. They fix everything. And for those of you who say, this is a multi-billion dollar concern, why would they be? Nah, bro. You don't get to multi-millions of dollars without paying the same attention to the nickels and dives. You know, I know like three billion. I can't remember how many billionaires I know. And I don't know a single generous one. If I knew a single generous billionaire, I'd be I'd be swanning around this place with a fur coat and a big cigar instead of an empty pipe. Is it right that a man like me in my position in life should have to use an empty pipe? It is not. So don't act like this was this is insignificant kinds of money. And if you remember, let's go back into the time machine. Remember the all-American uh, Rich Franklin. Ah, Rich Franklin. Remember him. And remember the look on the bald one's face when he got decimated, extirpated by uh, by Anderson Silva. And the bald one had to put the belt on Anderson Silva, a non-English speaking, non-white Brazilian. Now, I'm not saying race is a motivating factor. You know me. Far be it from me to say that race was somehow entering the picture. Maybe it's just nationalism. Maybe it's just it's an easier sale if you've got a guy who speaks English. Maybe that's it. Or maybe this is ESP, ESPN Endeavor Chicanery, where they have to have a certain number of, uh, of championship fights a year. And uh, Sean Shelby, also known as Keith, is at his wit's end, and he doesn't know uh, uh, he doesn't know how he's going to get the, the the requisite number. And so he does well. You know, I can I don't understand it. I'm just a simple man. I'm a simple man. I know a guy entered the cage, a champion, won the fight. And leaves the cage as not the champion. That's all I know. For half a pound. Half a pound that incidentally he was surprised about because the scale that he used the night before, also supposedly sanctioned by the UFC, had him being on the money. 30% of his purse up in fucking smoke. You know... Uh, you know, <coughs> excuse me, for those of you <coughs> who think that this shit on the cake, because uh, Gaethje was the, the chosen one, you know what, uh, you know what, you ever hear that casino expression, because we're dealing with casino politics now, you ever hear that cas- casino expression, uh, the house always wins, you know where that comes from, the house always winning, <laughs> That's where it comes from. Yeah, it's Frank Booth. <sighs> got some of this. I don't know. It's got menthol and eucalyptus. I don't know. I don't know what it's good for. It makes me, it cools me out. It lifts me up while it mellows me out. So all that pre-workout I take before I train jujitsu in the morning can kind of work its way out of my system. So Charles, Charles Dubronx, uh, you know, and it's one of those infuriating things that happens only in certain regards in life, usually sporting events and politics. 
And you know why? I mean, do you ever really think of why? Like, for, for example, for some of us, it's pretty fair, complete, that, that Gore won the election. You wonder why they fold outside of Democrats sometimes being pussies? i tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why. Same with sporting events. They thought, oh, deflate gate. Oh, they can't, we can't. You know why? You. That's why. And me. And anybody who had action on the fight last night, it's because of us. It's because of us. These have to be decisions that stand because you can't be giving back money. You can't be upsetting. You ever go to Yankee Stadium or any baseball stadium? And there are cast of characters at any large sporting event. And there are guys outside not selling T-shirts, not scalping tickets, not selling popcorn. Guys outside see really busy. Guys outside who never make it inside. You know who those guys are? Those guys are taking action. Do not underestimate. There are some addictions that you could say, ah, there's some addiction, sex addiction. You know, maybe not. Who knows? Cocaine addiction, drug addiction. Yeah, got that. Gambling. People don't talk about that shit. Whole sporting industry is premised on it. How many commercials did you see if you watched it on your phone or your iPad? How many commercials did you see for betting concerns? How deep did they go into betting numbers and betting lines? And it makes people like, yeah, just, yeah, man, I'm going to put some action on it. And you could get, it's like every moment, every fighter lottery. What's the parlay? So Charles DuBronx wins. Now, if I were him in the vengeful sort, and it doesn't even matter, it doesn't even matter how vengeful of a sort you are, because this is the ever-changing, what is that line from, from Revelations, the book of Revelations, the ever-changing sea from which the great beast will rise, the great beast has risen. Charles DuBronx could be vengeful as long as he's got no exposure. And exposure is, is, is the name of this game. You're going to lose the fight? Or if you're Johnny Boney Joni, there are character issues that, that will out. Does anybody within the sound of my voice believe that accused anal rapist Connor McNuggets, that him buying a Lamborghini super yacht is not going to lead immediately to trouble? If I were to tell you tomorrow, and had your te and texted you, they found the dead body on the yacht. You would not be surprised. Their yacht was crashed. You would not be surprised. They were smuggling with the yacht. Somebody was raped on the yacht. The yacht. You would not be surprised. And I tell you something. You read about these people in uh, Jamaica who at a sandals resort who died. Come on, they don't know why they died. They're suddenly all dead. Look at how the bodies fell. If you've been around, you know exactly what was happening. Let's party. I'm not talking about showing up for cake and muffins, also known as cupcakes. I'm talking about showing up 
and people are chopping up stuff on mirrors. These are adult parties. If somebody says to you and you're an adult, let's party, that's kind of what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, you, you, you know, uh, you can't take powder drugs anymore, friends. Stop it. Unless you get an Afghani guy walking out of the poppy fields and he deposits the heroin in your hand or you're in Peru and some guy from the Andes comes out with the coca leaves and it pounds it into a paste in front of you and gives it to you, you cannot. So there are lots of ways. Fentanyl is destroying all the powder drug industries. Do not even try it. And I'm not MDMA, ecstasy. You don't know what's pressed into those pills. Anybody has a pill press can make one. Don't take it. Safest bet, if you got to use drugs at this point, weed. That's it. It's green. But my point is, anything could happen. Nobody thinks that that guy, they're barreled. They're part of the crew because they're barreled. They're exposed in a way that the, the bald one is not exposed. The closest he came is with the Brazilian hooker, and then he decided to do what he should have done that instance. Anybody who tries to blackmail you, you know what I say? Go ahead. Go ahead. He's one of the rare people that's lived his life in such a way that there's not too much that you would hear about him that would surprise you. And there's not too much that would damage his brand. And not many people like that. Now, there's stuff, if you heard about me, you would go, ah, it doesn't sound like Eugene. Let's hope that there's stuff like that, <coughs> that you would say, it doesn't sound like Eugene. <coughs> Eugene, nice to kids. Generally nice to old people. You know, as you get older, that's not always a given. I mean, I'm just dealing with a peer. Generally nice to animals. Yeah. Yeah, and let me tell you about the descent of fentanyl, my friend. No fun. After having experienced it, no fun. Absolutely none. Everybody who dies from fentanyl, though generally my heart goes cold. If you watch last week's show on pity, you know, pity and compassion. Got plenty of compassion, but my pity is dead. Compassion means in a general way you're walking through the room and somebody says, hey, you know, Howie Pyro just died. And you kind of go, oh, man, that's a drag. But anyway... Now, for all of our punk rock bona fides, I didn't actually know Howie Pyro. I remember him when I look at old pictures of him. He used to play guitar for Danzig. He used to be in Degeneration, Jesse Mallon's band right after a Heart Attack. But I, you know, didn't really know him. I stopped hanging out NYHC in like 85. So, and that's two years later, I was doing Oxbow because my mind had started to change. So the point is, the point is, the house is always going to win. Because, and, and, and the house won, won this one. Yeah, yeah. The house won this one. Because Gaethje, did you, and you didn't catch that. I mentioned that, you know, we record Mondays, Care Don't Care. We record it on Sunday. I do the jujitsu, jiu then we record the show. So I mentioned this, and nobody on that show saw it. Did you see? And look, fighters do this all the time, but this is different. At the conclusion of the fight, when they're announcing the winner, 
Do you see uh, Gaethje ripping his gloves off? The camera moved up just to show the top half of his body. I swear to God that what he was about was to put those gloves on the mat and throw a, a major hissy fit and quit. And I think I think the wrestler in him prevailed. And you know you'd be out of pocket doing that, doing that at a wrestling competition. So he just stopped. But make no mistake, he's barreled. All of the tough, tough talk to the oopsie. And you know, like Empires of the Sun, I don't know if you've been seeing the MMA press this week, and Empires of the Sun, you know what I'm about to say when, you know, that guy jumps out, of, he's a the, the, the Japanese soldier. Um, Japanese soldier said, pick up the rocket. Was, I'm an officer of the British Navy, and they hit him in the head with a gun. John Malkovich jumps out, and and, and the guy goes, I'm okay, I'm okay. And Malkovich looks at him and picks up the rock. Company man, Joe Lazan, hit the table, the scissors make a noise. Joe Lazan, unbidden, had no fight because it got canceled because of the Cerrone eating some bad clams. He said, uh, you know, I understand these guys would cut the nose and spike the face, but look at what the UFC did. The UFC built it up from nothing. Hey, when I started fighting, I was getting $3,000 a fight, and now fighters are getting $12,000 a fight. So it's grown a lot. Get the fuck out of here, bro. You know how much I made my first job out of college? 18, well, my very first job out of, out of college, I made $90 a week. That's $360 a month. My first real job, I quit that place after six months. My first real job, $18,000 a year. You, come on, bro. And so now you say, okay, Eugene, how much you make it now? It's more than four times that. Well, let's see. Is it? And before I get all bold. <laughs> yeah, it is. What, you need fentanyl in the UK? No, you don't, man. I tell you, fentanyl is where I had my thing with with the, with the, the UK is where I had my problem with fentanyl. I, I mean, I brought it with me. <laughs> so Gaethje is barreled. Oh, ha, ha, woof, woof. You know, he's a more successful Gray Maynard. And things didn't end up too well for Gray Maynard. Where he's in that, he's in that Mauler space now, Gustafson space now. What's he gonna do? He's an executive level gatekeeper. He's gotta turn around and hope for the cards to switch. Maybe that the the the, the accused anal rapist plucks him out of the uh, you know, out of the front of the line. He's still at the front of the line, he's not in the phantom toll booth. But you know, every way I everywhere I turn, I burn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. JB's got it right. JB's got it right. They don't want to give you shit. They don't want, and if you let me see, I don't want to go down to conspiracy land, even though as a raga, this ties into what I'm gonna talk about later. I have to tell you, if you every single administration has come up with a cash grab non-pariah, a way to funnel money to their friends, each and every one, each and every one. Some project, at first it was missions to Mars, animal, you know, with the George W. Bush, and then, and then there was a, the, 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 the real estate boondoggle, and then there was every, every Democratic or Republican Everyone comes up 
with a big ticket, big vision item, which is really, look, I have a friend, Jim Spilker, who's now dead, passed on, rest his soul, was a head of a company called Stanford Telecom, went in the days of Star Wars. Guy's a genius, used to be a Stanford professor, uh, uh, goes to a, 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 a conference, sitting with all these other PhDs, guys that are equally brilliant. And Reagan was pouring all this money, 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 money into the defense industry, which is where I was working at the time, the defense industry. And somebody stands on stage to talk about brilliant pebbles, part of the strategic defense initiative. And they say something that violates the laws of thermodynamics. And just like if you were sitting somewhere and somebody said, well, you know, I really think Joanna Yinjaji could beat Francis Ngannou. You're like, you're like looking around for some confirmation. Spilker is looking around for some confirmation that that what we just heard is crazy. And these guys were all looking at the stage, like, yeah. And he realized he realized that if he didn't want to get on the back of the line for the extra Kool Aid, he better start nodding too. Yeah, you're right. Everyone is coming with a boondoggle to rob us. And the lessons learned in macro are learned here in micro. Gaethje, barreled. Oliveira, (laughs) he doesn't have a belt. You don't think that that's going to fuck him? It could fuck him. This is a zero-sum game. It could fuck. He loses his next fight. He's hanging out with Gaethje. They're looking at the back, at the front of the front of the line that formed behind them. They're not looking at the belt. I mean, you know, Holloway got reamed. He didn't get reamed the second time around, and Educable Volkanovski uh, got him. But I don't think I'm still maintaining he didn't win that first fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know, Gaethje made the look. There's a lot of blame to go around. This is why these are great, great things to fix. You know, I talked to a lot of people about the murder of Kurt Cobain, and they were like, "Look, when somebody who's suicidal gets killed, people have to—they have the right to say, I 'I don't give a shit.' Guy wanted to die, and then somebody murdered him. Okay, who are we gonna punish for what? So you know, Gaethje like wrestles everywhere, makes the same mistake." It's wrestling is good enough. I love it. I went against a guy who was a pretty good wrestler the other day. And in the heat of a scramble, he rolled to his stomach. And we both we both stopped and started laughing. He instantaneously knew it was 100% the wrong thing to do. <laughs> and I just started laughing because here I am mounted. I got the vines in. He's arched back. And his neck is up like this, like he's trying to avoid being half Nelson into a back, you know, into a pin. And I was like, I, just, I can't even do this. But Oliveira, now he's, and he's a man of conviction here. He's like, he has a name because he's like, I'm going to do this until I get the belt back. But all these belts and flux make me very nervous. You have two types of cats, the educable ones. Like I tell you the story about Mr. Crapanzano and me with the, the trigonometry test. You know, Aljamain Sterling, to his credit, they put that work in. And they thought somewhere there's a nexus point where Jan will get so emotional and that they can make up that delta in between the time between the fights that they could actually pull off a win. And that was a convincing win. I still thought Jan won it. However, I could see it going the other way, which is not what I was saying that first fight. 
Gaethje, no. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? He's still in the conversation, but he's on. A, he's across. A, he's bent over a barrel now, as is weirdly enough, Oliveira, Rose, and Esparza. Don't know why somebody said, well, at least the company got a stick in the eye. I go, really? Really got a stick in the eye. You think they were big into Rose before? I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that because we're playing the game of today. We're playing the game of Sunday. We're not playing the game of September. And we're certainly not playing the game of 2024. And we're certainly not playing the game of trying to develop that huge Chinese market. Because, at, you know, it's an ill wind that doesn't blow somebody some good. So who do you think that Aspars is going to take in her first, first fight back? Uh, defending the belt after she gets married and all that hoo-ha. I don't know. Maybe a fighter from China. Anybody? 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 Put that belt on somebody for China. Suddenly, suddenly that part of the world, things get easy. Hong Kong, Macau. Hmm. Interesting. You got to understand, you got to understand, you know, the one interesting thing about Lausanne playing company, man, talking about how it's okay, it's okay that, the, you know, they're doing the good things. You know, one is that somebody did an analysis, much like for both Samuel Jackson and Arnold Schwarzenegger had something in common. At one point in time, somebody tracked it. They had figured out that nobody had made more money in film, in the history of film in the world, had made more money than Arnold. And that was officially supplanted by Samuel Jackson at some point. And you start to think, yeah, Samuel Jackson, you mean Pulp Fiction, right? You mean you made a few other movies, but you were, but Samuel Jackson was doing tons of movies. If you knew how much money he actually made, you couldn't watch any of his movies. Same with Tom Cruise. Right? So it, it, Arnold had made, you don't think, it was like, oh, you know, uh, exactly. Exactly. Fuck, Slyco's got it right. Performance is in China. Exactly. They're not. Come on. We're playing the long ball here. I don't want to sound like a lunatic, but that, I mean, Rose, that was a, that was a Caleb Starnes-esque fight. But to say that Esparza won it is to ascribe, you know, to ascribe blame or guilt. And I don't see that the Rose should be bearing the brunt of all that. However, if you think, well, they wouldn't do that just to root to root, Rose is insignificant. Like they say in The Watchmen, you telling me that you're the world's smartest human is like telling me you're the world's smartest termite. Us trying to figure out the vicissitudes of, of Rose's career path in the UFC is insignificant when they're dealing with macro issues. So if you read the Joe Lazan piece, he's given voice to some of those things. And he didn't write that fucking piece. Well, it, I mean, he didn't have his byline on it, but these were talking points, man. I think they probably said, Joe will answer your questions. Just email him. And he'll email him, He'll email back your answers. <laughs> Send me a picture of Joe answering those questions. Or maybe it happened on a live show and I just haven't heard it. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe. So Rose is now, guess what? Also over a barrel. Esparza 
is Esparza is up there with the uh, uh, Pena as far as I'm concerned. Somebody who got very lucky through unintended consequence. Who, if they're smart, they realize that they're 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 a pawn being played, and they try to butch it like Butch from Pulp Fiction. Try to upset the apple cart for short short term personal gain against long term odds. Yes, I don't believe Nunes on. Come on, stop with that. Stop with that. Did you see the odds going into that fight? Come on. Now, it, it works better if Pena believes that she really won that fight. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> what are the odds like for the next matchup? Are you going to bet for, for Pena again? Against Nunes? Nunes? I don't think you should. Not against the men of Nunes. I don't think you should. I don't think you should talk to that guy sitting on the car in the shirt outside the stadium who's talking on his phone and has no interest in seeing the actual fight. No, Pena's not. And it's better. She's she's a perfect patsy. That hairpiece moving. You got to understand, we're, we're all the stars of our own drama, but we're not the directors at all. At all. And then as we stumble into the Tony thing, <laughs> well, let's put it this way. It's better than being shot to death at a stoplight in Vegas. But not much better. Not much better at all. And, and you know, look. Somebody once said, I interviewed, um, I interviewed an a undercover... Uh, organized crime detective in New York as part of the crime all the time series. And he was talking about murder in the mob. And he goes, it's just not like the movies. It's not at all like the movies. He goes, these are simple guys. (laughs) It's not like Marlon Brando. You know what I'm saying? You come to me as a fan. <laughs> There's like the bald one just moving little pieces around the chessboard. I want you to pop that guy. That guy's my brother. You, you have a problem with that? Which is a way of saying, I get two for the price of one on this one. Do what I tell you. So Tony is talking this week about the Dana White privilege and it's fucked to this and it, and it fucked to that and it was like it, the big and he's right. He's right. And I from his point of view, they'll keep in mind it's about the causal connection in the horse and the cart. I think I'd like to think that he said win or lose, I got to have my say. Win or lose, I got to have my say. So I'm going to say it. I am going to say it. You know? I, hey, JB, I like that comment. I just saw for people who listen on SoundCloud, I'm only half paying attention to the comments. JB says, Sterling took the right lesson from uh, McGee Aldo. Get the bull seeing red. And the Matador's life is much easier. Exactly. Except on that matchup, you got cold-blooded Jan coming back, and that is a very different story. So now at this point, if I'm Sterling, I'm in the gym 
nine times a week. Fuck you. I'm not going to be lapped. So Tony Ferguson, win or lose, I got to say it. I got to have my peace. I got to say it. I got to say it. So he says it. He says, so if I leave, and he said there was some promise from the bald one. There was some promise from the bald one that, oh, if Tony loses, he's still got a home here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I was by, I was hanging out in the smallest bar in Shinjuku in Tokyo. And uh, uh, as I walk back with this guy, Yukaneko, whose whose father, Yukaneko, his father was a director, but he himself had been the editor-in-chief of this fascist publication in, in, in Japan. It was a heavy right-wing publication. And, of course, he himself was not a fascist, so I really respected the fact that this guy understood the value of a dollar. It's like, hey, man, I got to eat. But he also ran the world's smallest bar. And next to it were these old women sitting outside. And I go, you know, they were doing something like lychees or they were doing something like, you know, something with vegetables. Like in the movies, you see old ladies sitting, peeling something. And I go, well, there are no restaurants near here. Are these women working for you? And he, go, he goes, what do you mean? And I was like, what do the vegetables? Who are they selling that stuff to? He goes, oh, that's probably just for them. He goes, so they're not working? He goes, they're working. I go, well, no. What do you mean the the work? He goes, their work? I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Man, these are like 70-year-old prostitutes. Who the fuck is going to 70-year-old prostitutes? This is when I was a younger man. He's like, you? He goes, like, ah, man, the skin is so soft. And I was like, and I'm scoffing at first. I start to say, well, hey, 70-year-old prostitute, you know. I mean, look at the money you save, and the, 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 she's happy, and you, you know, you're having a good time, and the, the, hey, hey. <laughs> Tony will always have a home here, seventy-year-old prostitute. Hey, Tony, hey, I got you. Got three thousand to show, and then you pay us three thousand to if you win. Well, that's a good deal. You know, okay, <laughs> say whatever you want. You know why? Because people don't listen to guys who, who don't win. <laughs> smell that. What does it smell like? Yeah. It smells like shit, doesn't it? Because that's what it is. So Tony was badly done. He should take a page from the book of Randy Couture because Randy Couture put that moment, a frame, the most perfect frame around that moment ever. He said against Leota Machida when he met the same foot-to-face reality. He said... I felt like I was standing still out there. So I'm done. I'm done. Good for him. He had a lot of stuff. The Expendables, another divorce to get out of. You know, Randy didn't need to stay. It was, it was a lark. It was just something he did for fun at first. He never expected to ride that train. He had a job. He's a former Army guy. A pension job. Already. I didn't need it. But this was stardom, hanging out with people. I don't hear too much about Randy anymore. You know why? <laughs> You there will be no Mark Kerr, Mark uh, uh, Coleman stories with Randy. I gotta tell you, this movie thing tying back into the Arnold Sam Jackson thing. If you knew what you made, in, I didn't make any money for the first time ever in royalties in 2021. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, this was you know, incidentally, it took a while for that Leonard Part Six money to dry up, coordinated and connected to. And the, the star Bill Cosby going to prison. 
who wants to see Leonard Part Six when it's a terrible movie, but dude's also in prison. It just gives a whole creepy other element. He's all worried about his daughter having sex with an older guy, and then you're just thinking in the movie. So Ferguson, Ferguson, you know, he's barreled. Chandler shows up barreled. Why? Because now he's two and two. I believe he's two and two. He's at 500. Not a strong place to be. He's kissing a lot of ass. Turn himself into a crowd favorite. He's a crowd favorite. Doing the monkey show. You know what? I tell you something else. I tell you, it starts to bug me. And I'm going to call it the monkey show. And it's like, it's a, it's, a, it's a visual shorthand that you can see used all over America. And now that I'm part of an, a, a large agency, I notice stuff like this. And it becomes a shorthand visual cool to have, say, black folks in your ad now, right? Because then you get your diversity and inclusion box checked. You got, you know, like in the old days, they would just give the white characters a black friend to, to, get, to give a narrative cue that this is a hip white guy. He's hip enough to have a black friend. And now I notice, and, and keep in mind, that we are part and parcel of this. That you just can't have a black guy in an ad who's dressed, okay, I'm not the most fashionable guy in the world right now, but you'll never see a person like me dressed like this in a commercial. I don't have the gold teeth. I don't have the tattoos on the face. I don't have... Uh, Four hundred thousand dollars of jewelry embedded in my. Now these guys are all celebrities, young Yachty and BB Booby Bossy. I don't, I don't know these guys, young Thug and these. Uh, I don't know these kids, these drill artists. I don't know them all. But I do know, I do know that Kid Creole's going to jail for sixteen years. Now, Kid Creole's going to jail for 16 years for stabbing some guy unto death on the street and trying to use a homosexual panic defense, which never works. Stop it. A homeless guy, he probably thought he could get, who knows? He's not that big of a guy. Maybe he was genuinely frightened, but I got news for you. Kid Creole's going to jail. Robert Blake sitting at home enjoying the game. <laughs> I'm trying to go apples to apples here. B B B list celebrity for B list celebrity. My point is Debbie Gibson, Tiffany Taylor Dane. You know this is a this is a this is a a hard churning wheel, man. And freaks like Tom Cruise are in the minority. I can mention that Kevin Bacon. You go, oh shit, yeah. Wait a minute, he's that guy that was in. <laughs> you think Kevin Bacon is like, you think Kevin Bacon is having to, I won't do that. You think, you think oh, who's going to be the next James Bond? You're going to talk about Ke Kevin Bacon? No. <laughs> I can name half a dozen celebrities, and you're like, oh, yeah, Jude, I don't remember Jude. But they don't have to work because you get so much money from royalties that if I could tell you how much, if I could even tell you how, act, how much I got from Leonard Part Six at this point, in time since 1987 till now, I would venture a guess that I got close to maybe 300, let's say $260,000 off of Leonard Part Six. And it was the worst movie of eight, 1987. And I had one movie, mainstream movie, 
So you take a Tom Cruise or you know, a Jude Law, any of these people I'm talking about, and I fucking forget it. You you know, Johnny Depp is in court whining. Let's not forget Johnny Depp bought an island. Marlon Brando's island. Money starts to have, you know, it's like when you go to, to, to Europe and they start paying you, you know, when I'm on tour of the band, they start paying you with, what is this unit of currency? If it's not a Euro, you go, what? These Twizzlers, what is this? <laughs> what is this? And then you start to be super generous. Let's get a cab. You can't get those black cabs in London. Those shit's so fucking expensive. Take the, ah, fuck it. Ah, you're bad, you're bad. Then you get home and turn that shit back into dollars. You go, oh, I got played. Yeah. Yeah. But that that back in the day, it doesn't go away. You still how 1987 was a long time ago. 2021 is the first time I didn't make a royalty on Leonard Part Six. First time 0 0.00 in 2021. So from 1987 to 2021, I was making money on Leonard Part Six. So, excuse me. Yeah, I'm dying. So so. Chandler, barreled. Who else? Yeah. Well, there's Kid Creole and the Coconuts. And there's Kid Creole, who is from Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, right? Uh, Kid Creole and the Coconuts. The guy saved my life from that band was Andy Hernandez, who's a percussionist in that band. He had a big hit with Mino Popeye. Mino Popeye. And I was getting about to get my head caved in by the brutal brain damaging cop who worked security at the Ritz, Cody Monday. You got it. And he was there. And, and, and I was like, I was like, Andy. And Andy goes, hey, man, I go help. And he was about, I was about to get my head cracked. By later, the guy, I was friends with the guy who supplied this guy with his nightsticks. You know what force it takes to break a nightstick on somebody? Andy saved me. Years later through Facebook, I fucking, hey, Andy, man, you probably don't remember this. He goes, no, I don't remember. And I said, you know, and I identified my sister who's a singer who raised just raised $35,000 on Kickstarter for her new deal. So that was pretty cool. Andy, he, he's like, oh, I know Maya. <sighs> Small world. I told Maya, this guy, you know, you made him so yeah, so he kept me from getting my head beaten in. You were a kid, you were like eight then. Yeah. So let's let's so those are the fights. These who who else? Did I OSP and and look, I didn't even this this fight didn't even exist to me. And so thoroughly it did not exist to me that I watched all the fights yesterday, every single one. And then later on the care don't care when they asked me to talk about it, I said. This was like such such a deeply traumatic event that like car accidents, broken bones. I just, I don't remember. I don't remember who won. Steph had to tell me OSP won. I go, right. You mean OSP, OSB? She goes, what's OSB? Hey, Oven St. Prue, other sports beckon. Let him fuck up badminton somewhere or, or shuffleboard or, or curling. I don't need to see him. I don't know why he was there. What was that fight about? You know what that fight was about? The barrel. Why not? You do realize you're talking about stuff that happened in 2004. They were talking about stuff that happened in 2004 to these guys. What are they doing in there? 
of course, they they like to the counterbalance it with the Francis Trinaldo fight. And yeah, and Danny Roberts was game to the very end. Also, incidentally, I won this week on Care Don't Care. Take that to the bank. Take that to the bank. I had five and one to John's one and five. <laughs> and I rubbed it in tomorrow. If you care to hear on Care Don't I rubbed it in. If you care to hear it tomorrow on 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 uh, uh, Care Don't Care, Monday afternoon it goes live. Monday afternoon it goes live. <laughs> So, so, <laughs> who else? OSP, I, I'm not going to talk about it here. OSP and who else? Uh, well, I'm going to have to give it to Lupe. Care, one care on the card. Uh, the, the Portuguese guy, Filo. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, he's still, if you're still dependent, if you're being a care is dependent on who your opponent is, you're a half-ass care. That was solid. There was one other one that I want to talk about. Uh, oh, fuck. Um, uh, I, I picked uh, Danny Robert, or I not Danny Roberts. I picked uh, uh, the guy Chaos Williams, uh, uh, Randy Brown. He fights away. You you want a guy? You you yeah, man. You want a guy who there's a, there's a certain caution that hits hits like I talked about Ray Kitch uh, coming up next week who was trained by and trains with a uh, 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 Academy known associate Roberto Pastouche. He's the one who realizes that I got the best bottom mount in the business, and he's you know he's benefited from a lot from my tutelage, and he's in Austria now, Osterreicher, an and uh, he's helping. And I go Ray Kitch when he was fighting up to this moment was fighting a very, his last fight was very cautious and painful because he didn't want to make no mistakes allowed. We got you. But now this is the moment that he was waiting for. He will not fight that way this fight. And I think uh, Blahovitz, I, I hate to pick against Poland, but I think Blahovitz had some undescribed health thing happening. He's got the kid. He's got the head, the game. He lost. No, 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 no. I got to pick the young Turk on this one. I met a guy and came and trained with us. He'd been doing military combatives, and he said he done, but he was a he, he did done something else. He said he did an analytical number numerical breakdown of sport betting as it related to MMA, kind of like Finley Beaton did or Beaton Be Be Finley, but with specifically with betting. And I go, what did you find? He goes, I had two takeaways. I go, what's that? He goes, a guy who's lost one fight or less, that means either an undefe undefeated fighter or a fighter with one loss is unlikely to lose in, in the, like if you're considering he's looked at all the fights, they're not, it, it takes a while to go from there to be like 16 and 10, right? That's not going to happen. That's what he said. Okay. I said, I got you. And he goes, and when you have an older, statistically speaking, older fighters and younger fighters, always put your money on the younger fighter. I was like, fuck you. But after that, I didn't even hear what he said. I just stopped listening. Well, I tapped him. <laughs> I, I and I, I didn't. I gave him the nice guy tap, which is a, the benefit of an Americana versus a mother's milk. So, um, but there was one other. I, yeah, I'm just gonna call it. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm gonna pull this up. 
because it's going to drive me crazy if I don't find it. And I want to, I want to, I want, I want to talk about because it, it was one that I was excited about. Uh, so this is UFC. Sorry for not looking you in the eye here, but this is UFC 274. So it wasn't, it wasn't. Okay, we talk about that. Who was Randy Brown's the Cerrone that got that got pulled? Um, okay. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So who was it? Who am I missing? There was one Sparza Chandler, Brown, Ronaldo. Not Dumont, no, no. Oh, Royval. Well, Royval was already care. Blagoy, who uh, I picked to win and he won. Uh, you know, nope, that's it. That's it. Sorry. So, um, Lausanne, Lausanne. Oh, Lausanne. The reason I brought up Lausanne as a company guy was because they had done an analysis and they had found that Lausanne, over the course of time, much like that's how, how I got down that. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Samuel Jackson wrote that Lausanne over the course of time had made more money fighting mixed martial arts based on the time that he was in the cage than anybody else. And I was like, how is that fucking possible? And I go, but listen to the language. He spent less time in the cage to make more money than almost anybody else. That was a complete dark horse moment for me. I was like, are you kidding? And I go, but listen to the language. Just like when I found out that AKA was the winningest MMA, Andrew, at least for a period of time. I don't know if they still are. That's a combination of stability, uh, you know, uh, 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 stability vis-a-vis leadership, Javier Mendez, as well as Cats, you know, placement, Northern California, you know, t- uh, wrestling bona fides, Daniel Cormier, and those those Cats, family orientation. This is a healthy. You may not, AKA is a fight, Jim, but in the play, in a former racquetball uh, court, it's also a family gym. For a long time, you had Dave Camarillo, had a good kids program, eh, you know. Lazan had just snuck to the front of the line. He had a good agent or good whatever. They liked him. He was easy to work with. He answered his phone, said yes a lot. Eh, win or lose, got was covered. I mean, I find that mind-blowing. That means they're, they're bigger names. They're names that when you hear them, you don't go, Lazan, who, who made less money. I don't care. I just want to fight. <laughs> So when they call on Joe, Joe, we're gonna do a little favor, get you out there. Just you know, sign on to this. Yeah, I, I said that. Company guy, you can't keep the dance card straight. It's a mystery. It's inside a riddle, it's out of an enigma. So when 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 I look at this thing like I did in my Substack, and like I say, I was immune to the abortion issue for a long time. I wasn't getting laid enough for it to be an issue for me. I didn't give a shit. I'm 10 years older than like my older sister. I, it was remote that I had that I had sisters or, or people that would be connected to me that would be affected by this. And they, every time they get somebody in the Supreme Court, they ask them, they go, oh, it's the law of the land. It's the law of the land. You Guess what? Like I said, it took me years of figuring out that if I'm if I'm drawn back and forth with somebody and they walk up to me, that they're not interested in continuing the conversation. In fact, the exact opposite. That they've run out of words. <laughs> you know how many punches in the face I had to deal with before I figured that shit out? I can give you the number. Like five. 
five times. Here he comes. Oh, yeah. Well, poop. <laughs> the fuck? Insofar as after those first five times, as it happens, what do I say? You're close enough. You're close enough. I can hear you from there. I'm notifying the guy. I see it coming. I'm going to have to assume if you take a step beyond where I say I can hear you from here, that there's going to be swinging a foot. That's how long it took me. So for years, don't like, and this is where I'm tying into the sub stack. You, you, you knew this was coming. Ah, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to threaten Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade. Hey, bro. And listen, I'll tell you something that I don't say, that I, I, you know, flexed a little bit on the sub stack. The girl that I mentioned, the second girl that I got pregnant that I mentioned in the, in the piece, I say in the piece that she was 18, she was 17. Statue of limitations, three years past the last act of sexual Congress. So if I had sex with her the night before her 18th birthday, three years from then, I had exposure. Now, I don't mention this in the piece because I don't want to talk about that. But the reality of it was, you start to, as a dude, all of a sudden, and these cats, these religious right-wing lunatics, they're like, Hey, you got hit by a bus? It was God's will. Fuck you. F fuck me. What do you mean? Fuck you. You shouldn't have been fucking around. This is a person who's incapable of making a decision. Statutorily speaking, you can... What? Oh, then it's your issue. <laughs> like at first, AIDS, HIV, ah, it's just not my issue. I'm not a hemophiliac or Haitian. Fuck it. I'm not gay. Fuck it. Oh, it's your issue. Magic Johnson got it. Oh, shit. It's your issue. Even though Magic Johnson had it, if you're having orgy sex, it's, you know, you're swanning around in the semen of other men, you might get AIDS. And so, all of a sudden, the party of hands-off, the party of smaller government, the party of, you know, we don't want to tell you what to do. You're chasing me for cocaine. And now, you know, I knock up some teenager and now I got to pay the price? What? Since when? What happened to all the small government stuff? Doctor didn't want to give this chick. She was six weeks, had four, she was one month, missed period, two weeks into that. Six weeks. You know how big the fetus is after six weeks? It's the size of a lentil. You ever eat a lentil? I don't have anything on my desk that's as small as a lentil right now. Yep, exactly. JB's got it right. <laughs> JB's got it right. So don't, you know, you've been lying for 20 years and then suddenly you realize, man, politics is a rough and tumble game. Oh, you think? You think? And now states are putting it in the stuff so that your vote doesn't count. So all these now activated people who give a shit about women's rights are like, I'm going to go to vote in November. So, <laughs> so, and you know who I'm blaming? I'm not blaming us, the naked unwashed. Why? Because we are barreled. I'm blaming the people who told us, hey, you know what? You vote for me, I'll get you from off of that barrel. 
which sets us up perfectly for it's a riddle inside of an enigma, inside of a mystery. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, we are primed for, we don't, we, as Mussolini once said, so what we knew, what we knew we didn't want and what we wanted, we didn't know. And into that breach steps the man of everybody's dreams. It's perfect in every way. The right loves him. The left loves him. He embodies the dreams of leadership crisis globally is done. Every single fucking nation state on this planet is primed for an entry of this kind of this caliber. And who is this person? <laughs> it's not Trump. Trump is here in the weeds. These are casino politics down here. Nickels and dimes, nickels and dimes. I'm talking about macro. Somebody once said, you're like Alex Jones, Eugene. And I said, I don't know who Alex Jones is. But we're primed. And tonally, emotionally, we'll feel it when that person comes. Because it's not Joe, and it's not Trump, and it's not anybody lining up behind them to take this job in 2024. We are pretty clear that those are not going to be the people answering any of our questions. But that person who comes shining, rising from the sea, I'm not getting into religion here. I'm going to be talking about Antichrist. Hey, keep your fucking stupid monotheistic religion. I'm just talking about tonally what we're setting ourselves up for. And to conclude, I would like to add, house always wins. <laughs> so anywhere this big guy pushing around a little guy, I plan to be there. Helping that big guy push around a little guy because I'm picking up the fucking rock. Fuck you. How to stay out from being bent over a barrel? Just agree from the outset. You ever have really bad shit happen to you? Physically bad stuff like a bone reset or, or you know, dislocated shoulder, your shoulder put back or your knee cut open or anything. And you realize all that stuff in movies where James Bond is getting his balls hit with a rope? Fuck you, bro. Whatever you need to know. <laughs> Pretty much if I wake up naked tied to a chair, I'm agreeing to anything. Turn your mother in? I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. I'm not... <laughs> what the fuck? And it doesn't... I don't know if you've ever tortured anybody. <laughs> I had a friend who used to do who used to do collections. And he would do this. <laughs> he would say, he's oh, man, you think the guys are going to be punching and they're going to be beating them up? And he's like, nah. He would just go, he would go like this. The guy would be tied up. And I just, I use this to say something sharp. Or right here, maybe. This is closer because that was sort of threatening. He would do this with a pen. And he would say, hey, uh, open your mouth. <laughs> and, what? I said, open your mouth. And if you don't open your mouth, there are ways I can get in your mouth. At that point, bro, he said most people would pay at that point. Yeah, you got me. You got me. You got me. You got me. I'm not, I don't want to break a sweat. He said, open your mouth. So the house always wins. 
fundamentally, those of us who have an inkling of that, who have a sense of that, who have an emotional dog animal sense of that, we're in MMA for the discontinuities, for that matrix scene where the cat, there's a glitch in the cat. That's why we're there. That's what we hope. That like a Johnny Boney Joni represents a glitch in the, in the matrix and that we, we're seeing something real for a period of time. The platonic triad of beautiful, true, and good, but... I have less faith that that's the case. Anyway, the wife, the mother-in-law, and the kid have come home. So I can't scream to end the show, but this is the end of the show. Monday, Care to Care comes at noon, or in about noon. So you can see that not a lot of fights. I think I had five fights, which is on a 12-fight card. Almost 500 next week. Not, but it's not must-see TV, not like this past weekend. Tuesday, if the shoes fit, it's John Nash, Alexi, me. We're doing the deal. Um, and if you pay attention to stuff I do at Wong Duty, go to the Twitter machine. I tweeted out last week it was Jamie Stewart from Juju, a good piece. I'm hoping next week it'll be uh, – well, it's a big surprise. Follow me on at Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter, and I'll tweet it out. You should get it. Yes, I didn't want uh, uh, Yo Romero. I wanted to talk about sort of, and Canelo. I want to talk about, but we essentially—that's just like barroom shit. I, I mean, I don't have anything insightful to say about those. So try not to die between now and next week. Read that Substack. We'll see you soon. Look what you made me do. Tell your mother, Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, and that and that weight coat was bullshit. Yes.